Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the IA Cast. All right. Today with me, we have Jason Earls. Hello, everybody. Leslie Dixon. Hello. And Aaliyah Dudley. Hello. All right, folks. So it's been a few weeks since we've done one of these, and a lot's kind of happened. A lot's kind of not happened. You know, we still are in the middle of the COVID-19 situation uh, at the time of recording this. So, you know, people haven't been going out and doing things as much, but technology still happens and doesn't happen. And so there's been some news. Uh... You know, something that I have not researched fully that I need to by the next episode, because I think we need to talk about it. I believe Samsung had their Unpacked event. I just thought about uh, this yes, right now. Yes, they did. Do you they remember did have anything their about it, event. Jason? They have a Note, uh, the Note uh, Galaxy Note 20, I believe it is. Um, and one of the things that's interesting about it is it has a plastic exterior, even though the phone still starts at basically $1,000. Weesh. So, yeah, I, I, I'm I not sure really about that one, about that decision there. But, uh, well, you know, the one thing also about plastic a... is it's easier to replace than the metal or glass. That's that's one thing I will say. Yeah, but you, you have that idea in your mind that you can pay, you know, $399 for, well, actually, it's, um, I think, a little bit more than that. Um, but you, you can get like a cheaper phone, like the OnePlus phones and get like a nice metal phone and stuff. And you can get, you know, like the Pixel devices, which is, I guess, another story. And they're not made out of plastic. Or you can spend $1,000 on a plastic Samsung phone. Right. Makes sense. I mean, it's just weird. And I think they announced a new Galaxy Fold, if I'm not mistaken. I think so. I don't really know a lot about it. Hopefully it doesn't fold as much as the first one. Right. right. I, I unintentional still, places. Right. I still just do not like the concept of a foldable smartphone that just, I don't, I don't like it. It just, buy a tablet. I understand yeah, I it. I haven't sold on just, it yet. I understand it. I just don't know how I feel about it. But they also have a new tablet, I believe, that they announced. So, Yeah. We, <laughs> I think we all probably should do a little bit more research on the Unpacked yeah. event. Yeah, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll talk about it next time. It did time. happen. Uh, we'll unpack um, the Unpacked event next time. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Android, though, it looks like Google has discontinued the Pixel 4 and 4XL devices. Did they? Um, in lieu of their... It I looks really, like they did. Wow. Although apparently you can still buy them, at least for the time being, I believe, in the Pixel store. I find that very interesting because the phones have only been out for like nine months or something like that. Yeah. Of course, they That's did so announce weird. their. I know, right? But, you know, now they have the 4A device launched, and there's. It's. What is it? Like 349 bucks. It has a headphone jack. It has, uh, I think, the same camera that the 4 has. It has 128 gigs of storage. I've heard that other configurations may be announced. I don't know that we actually know that yet. We do know that they are going to be launching a 5G version of the Pixel 4. I mean, the uh, 4A. So, yeah, that's it's very interesting that they've apparently 
discontinued the um, 4 and 4XL already. That really is. And I just kind of feel like it goes back to Google's, let's try this. Okay, didn't work. Let's try this other thing. That didn't work. Okay, let's try this next thing. Yeah, and I know that the Pixel 5... That's kind of how Google is. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Google tends to be the company that throws stuff at the wall to see if it sticks. And then if it doesn't <laughs> stick as well as they like, they kill it, even if there are people that use it. Right. Right. And, I mean, I like um, Google products. I really do. But at the same time, it's hard to know where your investments are going to stay in the future. Right. Because even with certain Chromebooks, you know, I think it's gotten better, but there are still Chromebooks that you might be able to purchase that aren't necessarily going to be guaranteed to receive the, what is it, the five years of updates, I think, that Google guarantees. I think yeah. the Pixelbook will, the Pixelbook Go will, and there are other non-Google Chromebooks that will, but I seem to remember seeing some that aren't necessarily guaranteed to get those updates, and that's one of the reasons that you want to buy a Chromebook is because you know it's going to get updated a lot, all the time. Yeah, and some people like to keep their devices for a while, but, uh, you know... We'll, we'll look into this more, too, because this is very interesting, and I think this almost deserves an entire talk to discuss this, but this kind of brings us to the first major topic that I wanted to discuss, and that's um, what we can and cannot run on devices. And, uh, you know, Google created Google Stadia. We'll see how long that stays around. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. But they've Microsoft also just announced their version of this project. Uh, it used to be called Project X Cloud. Now it's called um, Microsoft Cloud Gaming or Xbox Cloud Gaming, and it's coming to all Android devices and tablets, not including iPad or iPhone. And this also includes Google Stadia and other cloud gaming support uh, solutions. Because Apple cannot review every game on the platform. And what are y'all's thoughts about this? What what do y'all how do y'all feel about this app store requirement that uh um Apple has? I I feel like there's a couple angles you could look at this. You could look at this of from the angle of Apple caring about your data and what happens when you play these games and whatnot, but you could also potentially look at it as Apple really saying, because we have Apple Arcade, we want people to use Apple Arcade. We don't want people to be able to use things like, you know, Google Stadia, uh, Xbox Cloud Gaming, because it competes with our own products. Personally, I feel like that explanation doesn't make a lot of sense because, you know, who's to say that Apple could start deciding down the road, you know, Netflix can't exist on the App Store because they can't review all of the movies. It's not quite the same as a game, of course, because you don't you don't enter your personal data into a movie to watch it, but I just I don't feel like they necessarily should need to review every game. The app itself, sure, but I feel like every game is kind of a bit much. I feel like this is a situation where Apple wants to have all the control. And I think, I don't know, I feel like this kind of feeds a little bit into, into the investigations that Apple is already under. So, like, it feels like they are dismissing this simply because 
they have total control over Apple Arcade. So other services, they don't want them close to Apple Arcade, it seems like. So I don't know. It's, it just feels, on one hand, I sort of get it because Apple wants to make sure that every thing that gets put in their app store is good and and follows all their guidelines and all of that. But also, I don't know, it feels a little weird. Wow, you said that basically in a lot less time than I did. <laughs> well, you know, it comes down to it. Yeah, as, the, I, I beat the Jason train, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of comes down. The Aliyah Express. It kind of comes down to. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's going down in the books. We'll remember that. <laughs> uh, what are your thoughts, Leslie? I, in a lot of ways, I kind of feel the way Aaliyah does on that. Is to me, it seems a little controlling. But I, I do see, you know, Jason's points on that as well. But um, I don't play a lot of games, so it's. It's not something that's going to affect me directly in, in this situation. But we'll see if that starts trickling over into other things down the road. Well, and you know, this is just one example because there's a lot of areas where, um, you know, the, the App Store says that you cannot sell digital goods without uh, basically having that 30% to Apple portion. And, you know, if there's any in-app purchases in the Xbox Game Pass games, which there is some, then they would have to build that system out, too. So I, right. I, I honestly think that, uh, you know, Microsoft has been down this road before with Windows and, and antitrust claims with uh, Internet Explorer and things like that. So I think it's going to be the same situation where, uh, you know, we can't uh, get apps from any other place and they're completely being controlled by Apple. And because of that, we are not able to, you know, the iPad's an amazing machine. It has the specs to play these console level games on the hardware, not even being stream using streaming, but on the hardware. And we can't even play those games on the device. And to allow uh, Microsoft and Google and others to be able to do that would make the iPad into more of that computer solution that people have been wanting. Right. I don't have a problem with them ensuring that the main app itself meets their requirements for the App Store. But I do kind of have a problem, you know, with them not allowing the app to exist because they can't control every game. Right. And, you know, a lot of people look at it like, okay, why is this okay on Google or Amazon or Samsung's app stores, but not on Apple's? And, you know, that's when you start looking at antitrust and that kind of stuff. But, uh, you know, and that could happen with um, interpreted languages, being able to write your own code, you know, uh, being able to bring out the power of that device, you know, uh, that could be argued as too much control as well. Just like um, having access to do everything that you can on your device. Uh, I think it goes beyond gaming. It's just gaming kind of the um, the thing right now that's getting people ticked off about the Apple level of control. And, you know, back when we had the iPhone 3G or the 3GS and, you know, the iPhone 4 and the first iPad, I was fine with this much of Apple's control. 
because apps had to be a certain a certain amount of of um, polish and be able to conform to certain strict procedures so that they didn't take advantage of the user's device and those kind of things. Now we have devices that can run circles around some PCs and we still have the same restrictions. So I, I personally would love to see a lot of that stuff be lifted. I think you're making my Mac nervous. <laughs> Your Mac should be nervous on principle. Just... <laughs> I mean, it may, and that might be why Apple would say, well, if you want more, go to a Mac. But I think that if the ability is there, then the iPad should be able to really run circles around whatever. And the iPhone really <clears> as well. Well, and who's to say that they aren't that they wouldn't um, start doing this on the Mac side? I don't know if it's going to happen, but I have seen rumors in the past or speculation in the past that says that Apple may start um, making it so that you have to install apps from the Mac App Store and nowhere else, just like iOS. And if they do that, that's going to cause a lot of issues, a whole lot of issues. I think that'd kill the Mac because. I think if it doesn't kill it, it would definitely severely cripple it because there are developers who just don't have the resources to get their apps into the App Store. You know, that would pose a problem for apps like, um, well, I honestly don't know how much money they make, but but apps like uh, Audacity, you know, Audacity is not available in the App Store. Um, there's all kinds of apps, and I'm sure there's some games and things that you can get that aren't available in the app store. Well, there's steam for um, Mac that you can't get in the app store. I mean, Oh, that, that's right. I forgot you couldn't get steam from the app store. That whole platform would be dead. Yeah. And you know, game studios are already making the decision to pull out of building apps or games for the Mac because rocket league, um, you know, the Mac with all of its ability to do some amazing graphics, even on these latest machines cannot as far as I know, do ray tracing. And that's the newest technology, the latest and greatest, and it can't do it. So, you know, gaming and high graphics design is going to, I mean, the Mac loop may look good, but it may soon be left behind in the dirt by Windows uh, for newer technologies that are coming out. And, you know, that will be our next topic is these newer technologies and where we're going uh, because as we look at these things, things are still changing, and so we never know. The techno the future of technology is more uh, in flux than it has been, and we'll talk about that in a minute. But first, I want to talk about uh, something that we have here at iAccessibility, and that is a brand new website. We have been working on our new website. It's still in development, but you'll be able to get to all of our products and services a lot easier and find content on our website and it's going to be really awesome a lot more graphics but a lot uh, you'll still have the same accessibility actually you're going to have more because we're using a default WordPress theme so any any problems that were had on our previous web page are going to be gone you'll have better mobile support you'll have even more ways to use our website and we're also adding a new shopping cart so Really cool stuff. I'm very excited about our new website. So if you haven't been to iAccessibility.net in a while, check it out and uh, 
go through the menus and check it out. We're really making some awesome changes there. So I'm really, really excited about that. So off to our main, our, our second topic for today. And I don't know if people have heard about this, but Intel has been struggling a lot. Yep. Um, Apple went to Intel because they offered better chips than their PowerPC lineup. And it went well for a long time until Intel said, we cannot shrink our, our processor process anymore. We're stuck at this 10 nanometer chip. And Apple said, we don't like that. And other manufacturers are saying, we don't like that. And, you know, Microsoft came out with the first Surface device that ran ARM before Apple did. And now this year, Apple is running stuff on Apple Silicon, which is basically ARM. Let's not beat around the bush. It's ARM instruction set. Let's just call it that. Yeah, but but, but, but Apple has to be special. Still. I mean, no, they're <laughs> not using a Qualcomm chip. They're not using, like, you know, what others are making. They're using their own unique thing, but it's still ARM. It's still ARM. So, and, and everybody now is kind of going through, um, and Jason, if you know the initials for this, say it, I don't remember, TSMC? Taiwan Semiconductor Manufacturing, I believe is what it is. TSMC, yeah. And basically they- <laughs> You got me for a second with that one. I was like, wait, what is it? What is it? What is it? <laughs> <laughs> and Jason and- has entered panic mode. <laughs> right, I kernel panicked. But I figured you'd know it over anybody. Oh my gosh, no. Nerd. Nerd. <laughs> Which just furthers Michael's point. Yep. So I called yep. on you because I knew you'd Pretty know much. or have a good guess. Nerd. Goodness. It is not that so more can. Oh, Lord. Oh. Get out. <laughs> Now. What? Checks and balances. <laughs> I had to denertify it. Well, denertify it. No, 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 no. That <laughs> was did still not denertify it. Just <laughs> different yeah. nerd. Just as bad. Really yeah, was. just different. You just change directions. That's yeah. all. Right. The Jason train kind of flip tracks. Yep. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, Apple has been using TSMC. AMD is now using. TSMC and in an interview Intel is even saying they may use offshore uh, production and that's kind of good for Intel and bad for uh, the US because Intel for 50 years has been a very big production um, machine here in the US and so that will be very disappointing if we lose that here but basically it might mean that the Intel uh, x86 line may end up being on TSMC chips. And that would mean they could shrink their process down um, because they can't seem to do it in their labs here. So Right, and I definitely think it's interesting because I do feel like with Microsoft Surface Go devices, um, or Surface X, is it the Surface X? It's Surface ARM? Pro X. Surface Pro X, okay, yeah. Um, so with their Surface Pro X devices, I think people are like, oh, well, okay, yeah, we know it's possible. But now with Apple coming out and being like, look, we have been working on macOS for um, ARM for a long time. We have it. It's here. It's announced. It's available. 
in, you know, at least for developers with the um, DTK uh, to test their apps on and stuff. We know we're going to see ARM-based Macs at the end of this year. And it's really got companies thinking about the way forward for their hardware products. I mean, you have that Lenovo uh, PC. I forget what it's called, but it's a 5G PC that is running on the ARM platform. It's using a Qualcomm uh, something, one of the Snapdragon CPUs, I believe. But I feel like Windows apps are going to have more of a issue based on if you take everything apple said at face value windows apps it seems like are going to have more of an issue with this transition than the apple apps are but nonetheless i feel like those two decisions microsoft and apple making arm capable versions of their operating systems really the push that manufacturers to look at alternative platforms and it's going to be very interesting maybe even a little scary <laughs> to see what happens in the future because of this change now to clarify windows on arm windows 10 on arm can run all 32-bit applications emulated they're slower but they still run it does not support 64-bit x86 applications at all right which i appreciate you clarifying because i realize now i didn't actually specify that <laughs> the reason why i think this is a topic for discussion is you know, we're going to start to see computers change because smaller is always going to be where we go. And so, you know, what do you guys think will happen in the future? Do you think we'll see more computers kind of move to the way Apple is Apple still the trendsetter here? Do y'all think, or, or do you think we'll see bigger changes than what Apple is trying to do? Someone else go. Well, that's, I think Apple could be if they, it, the thing is, and this is true of any company, when things start to change, they have to be willing to change with it. And it's the ones that don't change that get left behind. And it may be that they get left behind for a little while and then they catch back up. That happens all the time. We we see it with all kind of companies where they start out as a trendsetter in something and they choose to stick with what they have rather than continue to change and everyone else catches up and then moves past them and eventually they decide to change and catch back up again. So it may happen that way. Um, with Apple, I kind of feel like that's where they're headed at this point. And I, I think, you know, companies like Microsoft will pass them up whether it stays that way is up to them and there's a, a rumor i don't know if it's going to happen but i think it'd be very funny if nvidia buys the arm uh, license the um basically the uh, the whole arm infrastructure so nvidia would be the ones to dictate how all of that stuff was implemented and the, if people don't know they make graphics cards they are very forefront in the gaming industry. And I think that that would be a very good thing for them to, uh, to, to invest in because they're very, very heavily influenced by Intel. And if there's no, I've Intel, actually wondered, right. <laughs> I've actually wondered if Apple wasn't going to try to buy the license to arm at one point. They could. 
you know, if you think about it, all these devices and, and drivers and all these things for these older devices that are built for Intel, uh, what's going to happen if they don't have an ARM variant? Right. And on the Mac platform, I mean, I guess, I don't know if that's something Rosetta 2 could help emulate in the, in the, in the, for the time being, because I know it will for Intel apps, and I believe Apple said it'll do 32 and 64-bit Intel apps. Emulate them, I mean. I don't know if that extends to drivers, and if it doesn't, there's definitely going to be some peripherals that, and well, other equipment that are just not going to work. On the Mac, we have another bigger problem, and that is that kernel extensions are being removed from the kernel and being moved to user space. So if you have an older device that has a driver that does not support the changes that have been made, you're sunk. And I get that Apple wants to make changes and make things better, but I think sometimes they don't look at what people have that they still use that's over 10 years old because they think that everything needs to be new. There's something to be said for that. But at the same time, that's not where everybody is. Not everybody can afford to do that. So I know that y'all, everybody has heard from me and Jason a lot on this, but what are y'all's thoughts? You, uh, Aaliyah and Leslie, what are y'all's thoughts on this? I don't, I don't have too much to say on this, really. Like, that hasn't already been said. Like, I don't, I don't want to. I don't I don't want to be a Jason train, so I'll just <laughs> kind of say that my views have already been expressed. <laughs> well, you are the Aaliyah Express, so, you know. Yeah, expressed. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, what you're saying is I talked for you. Sorry. <laughs> Jason could be the one-man show, especially the way that he does, like, these little impressions of people i i really think that he get up here and imitate don't don't give him any ideas please don't give him ideas although imitate all of us and do a podcast all by himself because i'm a weirdo i'd actually like to see this just for the fun of it it scares me but i'd like to see it maybe off stream um no, I, I really oh, don't boy. have anything else to add to this either. I mean, things are going to change at some point, always. And we want that to happen. We want there to be change because that's how we have progress. And it it sets people back sometimes, but um, it's ultimately it's a good thing. And yeah, it's like Jason and I were talking about earlier. It, it's scary, can be, but ultimately it's a good thing because people are going to take that and use it in different ways and some of it sometimes it's unexpected ways and the more that we see people do with new technology and new ideas the more ideas come from that are born from that as well so it's it's just different but i think it'll be good ultimately you know my view is I think that if we have less restrictions, you know, like we talked about at the beginning of the show from Apple, from, you know, other companies who have these restrictions and we start building out these technologies and make it to where people can do anything on whatever device they pick up. That's where technology needs to go. And I feel like uh, Apple needs to go into a place where they cooperate with the flow of technology and not try to be the ones to set the trends 
but to set the trends and to also listen to what the rest of the world is doing. And then same with Intel and Microsoft and others and say, what device do you like the best to do the things you like to do on? So if I want to pick up an iPad and play a Xbox game, yes, that'd be great. If I wanted to pick up a Surface Book and run pages, that would be great. I don't know why you'd want to, but, you know, if I wanted to pick up <laughs> um, an Android phone. <laughs> I was really phone, worried about you there for a minute. Right. If I wanted to pick up an Android phone and use, just for example, Siri, that'd be great. Um, you know, because you can use A-Lady and Google Assistant on Android phones. And I think that companies, if they can reach people where they are and not where they want them to be, that's where technology needs to change to. And so I think it doesn't really matter what chips inside, as long as it has the power to do what you need it to do, then that's what's really the most important. As much as I think that's a good idea, though, I also think that companies need to have things that draw you to them. They need to have things that are just theirs that make you want to pick them over somebody else. And so as, as much as, and there are plenty of times where I'd like to see things really go across all boards and be usable on whatever device I choose to use it on, um, there's, you know, there's got to be a reason for me to choose one product over another. I draw the line at Jaws for Macintosh. <laughs> <laughs> Again, out. <laughs> and so does Aaliyah. <laughs> well, they had Zoom wow. text for Mac for a while. They did, yeah. <sighs> Actually, the thought of being able to use other screen readers than voiceover on the Mac is weird. It'd be interesting, actually, but it's just, it's been, you know, one screen reader to rule them all, Lord of the Rings style, you know, for so <laughs> long that it would just be, it'd be, it'd be strange. I mean, on Windows, that's, you know, to be expected, but just like Apple Music being able to run on my Chromebook and on my Pixel phone is weird, but also really cool. Well, it's like now Apple TV services on oh, yeah, that different too. TVs. And that's why I'm saying, you know, it's neat that we're mm -hmm. starting to see these things branch out, um, you know, two different areas. Logic for Windows. <laughs> That'd be pretty cool. I'm not lying. That'd be pretty sweet. <laughs> I'd use it. I'd buy it. I would try to use it. I just don't know how successful I would be. <laughs> So this has been a very interesting conversation. I think that it's a lot of food for thought for folks. And um, I, I, I really enjoyed this. So um, now send us your feedback and let us know what your thoughts are on, on this topic. So we don't really have any picks today. We haven't played with anything new. But uh, we're still going to give out our contact info. So to start us off, Aaliyah, where can people find you online? People can find me producing content for iAccessibility. You can email me at Aaliyah, that's A-L-E-E-H-A, at iAccessibility.net, and you can follow me on Twitter at BlindCowGirl199. All right. Leslie, where can people find you online? 
You can also find me producing content for iAccessibility. You can email me at leslie, L-E-S-L-I-E, at iAccessibility.net. And you can um, follow me on Twitter at lady underscore lessa, L-E-S-S-A. And also share about your new podcast that you're getting off the ground. Ah, yeah. Um, so we are, <laughs> it's growing a little bit every month. Um, our podcast is called Hands-On Safety, and it's a monthly podcast. We discuss uh, topics of personal safety for people with disabilities, but we also hope that anybody can learn about that. So uh, check that out on Spotify. You can find that on iAccessibility.net uh, in the iAccessibility app now as well. And hopefully coming to Apple Podcast and Google Podcast soon. Hopefully on Apple by the time this recording comes out. Yeah. That'd be great. Actually, yeah. That's true. Yeah, that'd be neat. Yeah, it would. All right, Jason, where can people find you online? People can also find me producing content for iAccessibility. You can email me at jason at iAccessibility.net. You can search for me on Facebook. Just search for Jason Earls. And you can also follow me on Twitter at JDE. That's Juliet Delta Echo 91. I do ask that if you add me from to social media, rather, that you let me know that you have found me from the IACast network. Wow. You yeah, almost I did messed that. it up. <laughs> You also almost forgot what E was, Echo. <laughs> no, I was actually trying to like. Also, you said decide. Juliet. Did I say I was. That's the, exactly. That's what got me because I was like, wait, I think I said Juliet again instead of Juliet. <laughs> and he did that Juliet, on one Juliet. of the shows. There is an outtake of him Yo, doing that. There is. Yes, there is. There is. <sighs> good times. Good times. You know, we need more outtakes on our show because, you know, 2020 has been a hard year, so we need to make people laugh more. <laughs> I agree. All right, so Jason, <laughs> it's a requirement that you're on every single show from now <laughs> till the end of the year. Got it? Good. <laughs> we usually do a mid-year and an end-of-year <sighs> outtake show, but I think we're just going to stick with that end-of-year because we have not been recording a lot of podcasts, folks, so we will just stick to an end-of-year. It'll make it funnier. Yeah. And longer. Yes. So well, potentially. Yeah. Maybe. As for where people can find me online, you could find me producing content for iAccessibility. You can email me at Mike Doeys. It's M I K E D O I S E at iAccessibility.net. I am Mike Doeys on Twitter. Uh, Michael Doeys on Facebook. Just do a search there. And you could also find me at my website at MichaelDoeys.com and several other places around the internet. So um, it's easy to find me. So with all that, it's been a great episode. We will be back soon for another episode of the IA cast. And I want to thank everybody for being here, everybody on the stream, everybody who listens. And it's been very good. It's been a very awesome episode. So thank you all for being here. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone. Goodbye. This show has been brought to you by the IACast Network. We love hearing from you. Email us at feedback at iAccessibility.net. Got Twitter? 
Follow us at iAccessibility One. Facebook, search for iAccessibility. Download our free apps for iOS and Android, and keep up with all of our content at iAccessibility.net. If you'd like to donate to our show, hit the PayPal button on our website. Get early access to our outtakes with a donation at patreon.com slash iacast. Thanks for listening.